Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Literacy Lady podcast. We thank you for joining us. Um, Today, we are going to be talking about our favorite authors. We got some positive feedback from students and teachers on our other podcast with our favorite authors, so we decided to give it another try and have some new authors to share with you. Uh, My name's Michelle Witko. I'm a language arts consultant for Danbury Public Schools. I'm your first literacy lady, and then we have our other literacy lady, Dr. Darla Shaw. Hi, Darla. Hi, Michelle. Thank you for coming, and we are going to start off with our favorite authors. So, uh, Dr. Shaw, what's one that you would like to share today? Well, I'd just like to say about authors, uh, we're always talking about getting students to read, and the only way we're ever going to get them to read is to read books that they really enjoy and they love the author because once they find an author they love, they are going to read right up the ladder of that author. And I chose primary books today and books that are particularly liked by boys because so often the young boys aren't as interested as reading as the girls. So the first one is John Cheska, S-C-I-Z-K-A, and his illustrator, Lane Smith. And why I like them is the humor. I've chosen books that are humorous to kids, and they love the stinky cheese man. And it's really the gingerbread man, but they switch it up, they turn it around and make it so funny. And kids love words like stinky and things like that. And they've just changed the story. There's many of the elements that are the same, but others are very different. And it's such a wonderful activity for a teacher to have like a tea chart and just, you know, list the elements of the original story. And then on the other side, list where they've changed the different um, elements. And actually, the Stinky Cheese Man started Fractured Fairy Tales. So now we have thousands and thousands of fairy tales not in their original form, but in a fractured form. Uh, Another book I love is a math book, and it's called The Math Curse. And this little boy hates math, and he just, you know, doesn't think he really needs it in his life. He's just going to avoid it. That's the easiest thing. And he just finds that there isn't a minute of the day that goes by that he's not confronted by math. And he better see it as something that's going to be important in his life and that he finds a way to learn to love it. And he does. And then the third most well-known book of theirs is The True Story of the three pigs. Oh, we all know the story of the three pigs. But this is so different because it's told from the wolf's point of view. And what we do with the older kids, we turn it into a mock trial. And because the wolf says that he is innocent, we put him on trial and bringing in defense lawyers and bringing in witnesses and bringing in um, the judge. It's just a wonderful type of thing. And also these men have done hooray for Diefendocker Day. They do spinoffs and have been given permission to write for Dr. Seuss. And then I've uh, always heard kids will be kids, 
but they have written a book called Squids Will Be Squids, and this is all, again, a takeoff on fish. They have also written uh, the Time Warp Trio for older students, and I just love, you can tell from the title, Knights of the Round Table. And then, of course, they've taken many stories like The Frog Prince, and they do The Frog Prince Continued. So they just take you into prequels, sequels. They just take your imagination and run wild. Oh, wow. And I got to ask you, this stinky cheese man. So if he's like the gingerbread man, what is he running from? Is he running from somebody who wants to eat oh, him? Oh, I, I can't tell you. You've got to get the stinky cheese man and read it yourself. And, you know, they're not long stories. Mm-hmm. Each of these pages are just about a page. And the students just want you to read them over and over. And you will hear the belly laughs from a class, even if they've heard heard them 15 different times. Wow. I'm going to, you know what, Darla, I'm going to the library this weekend and I'm going to check out the stinky cheese man. Uh, I have not read that. Okay. (laughs) Well, thank you. I like to hear what some boys would like to be reading. Uh, Today, I have one of our newer authors on this scene. His name is Eric Litwin, and he's one of my favorites because he wrote Pete the Cat. Eric Litwin was actually uh, born not too far from Connecticut, but born in Brooklyn, New York in 1966. He's about 50 years old. He was a musician first before he started writing Pete the Cat. Now, if you are a kindergartner, first grade teacher, you know Pete the Cat in his school shoes, Pete the Cat in his... Um, and his five pumpkins, Pete the Cat and his groovy buttons, Pete the Cat and his construction zone. He's got a lot of emergent storybooks that always have a little song to them. So Eric Litwin is the author behind Pete, and he was actually a former teacher. So he was a musician and then became a teacher, actually third grade. So he would be teaching third grade and he would be next to a kindergarten class. And this is how he became an author. He was noticing that in third grade, the kids didn't really love reading that much. They did it. They did it because they wanted to, maybe, or because they had to, but they didn't love it like when kindergartners are reading. And if you're a kindergarten teacher or student teacher, you know what we mean. Uh, So he was next to a kindergarten class, and he was so inspired by them singing their emergent storybook songs that he decided he was going to try to write some. So he wrote some songs songs and the songs became the stories of Pete the Cat. And Pete the Cat inspires a lot of our kindergartners to begin reading. They don't have to read the words. They can read the pictures. They don't even have to read the pictures. If they know the song, um, they can kind of follow along. So he's a great, one of my favorite authors. And actually, um, I have a son at six years old who loves Pete the Cat and loves Eric Lingwing. So he, uh, so I'm familiar with a lot of his literature, but another good one for boys um, that Pete, they kind of really relate to and they like uh, learning about Pete. Okay, one that uh, my next two authors are both named David. One is without an E, but I wanted to talk about David Shannon and his David books, but they're not called David. They're called No David, and they're autobiographical. He was a very bad child, 
And he never knew his name was David because people just said, no, David, all the time. So when people asked his name, he said his name was no David. So he's written a whole series of books, you know, no David, no David goes to school, you know, no David's Christmas, uh, David smells, uh, oops, the baby David. I mean, they are just hysterical. Um, and the sense of humor throughout them, um, it, it, it's not what you would think. There's always that twist or the irony, even at a very low level. Now, uh, his counterpart is Fergus. And Fergus the dog gets just as much trouble as David himself. And another favorite of the young children is Duck on a Tractor. And they just love the idea how a tractor and farming and everything is part of a duck's life. And I really like this one. It's called Too Many Toys. And the family uh, says to their son, you just have too many toys. You know, you have to get rid of them. And it's so hard, and he doesn't want to get rid of anything. And then when he gets rid of them, he finds the only thing he really wants is the box. And this is just such a wonderful story. And then Alice the fairy, she is one of the most whimsical people I have ever met. I have read books about magic, but I have never seen the magical power of this particular uh, fairy. Um, Even who's going to write about hair lice and make it funny? He has bugs in the hair. He also has the funniest pirates that you can possibly imagine. And I think one of my favorite books, too, because sometimes what he writes about is very serious in a very humorous way is A Bad Case of Stripes. And A Bad Case of Stripes is about this girl who just wants to be liked and wants to be popular and wants to have friends. So she has no opinion of herself. She doesn't know who she is. So she just changes with whomever she's with. And they say, do you like this? Oh, yes. You know, that type of thing. So, you know, if they want her to be polka dot, she's polka dot. If they want her to be stripes, you know, she's going to be stripes. And my goodness, she she loves lima beans, but how can she admit to anyone she likes lima beans because nobody would befriend her. And when she gets through all her turmoil, she announces to the world that she loves lima beans and she becomes her own person. So what child would not love a bad case of stripes? Oh, that's one of my favorites, Dr. Shaw. He does such a nice job with character development in that story. What a great one. So Kevin Hankis is uh, an author that is one of our fa- that's one of my favorites and our favorites in kindergarten and first grade and even a little bit in the upper elementary grades second and third. He writes stories like Lily's um, Purple Plastic Purse. Oh, Always uh, he also wrote Owen and a lot of other stories. But one thing I really like about him is that he is the author and the illustrator. Um, not a lot of authors do that, um, but he. He is one of them. Uh, Kevin Henkes, he was born in November of 1960. He is an illustrator that's won a Caldecott medal in 2004. He's also won two, um, well, actually two of his books won Newbery Medal winners. Uh, One of them is The Year of Billy Miller in 2014. He is an author that um, our students really enjoy and like. And something I like about him is that he's very child-friendly, where students can learn more about him. 
For example, in Scholastic News in the September 2016 edition, he let some of the students interview him for an article, and it's called Good Work Heaven. And he talks about how he does, how he's an author and an illustrator. And it's very, it's um, in Scholastic News and also on his website, you'll notice it's very child-friendly. So the kids can look at him, they can see what his process is. Uh, One thing he does say is that he works very hard every day and he takes care of his supplies for his drawings. He takes care of his desk for his writings. And uh, what I really like about it is it showed a process of how he draws a picture, how he drafts out some words, and then how he adds color and additional details to the illustrations. So um, Kevin Hankus is one of my favorite authors because he is um, just so transparent on how he does his work and the kids really like that. They use him a lot for a mentor, um, a mentor author because they can look at his drawings and his words and think about how they can use his work to help them become authors. Really great. Yeah, uh, the last one that I wanted to talk about was Dave, D-A-V, Pilkey. Um, again, um, really attracts both boys and girls. The humor, I laugh out loud at these books. They're so funny. Uh, some of the really young ones, he has a number of series, um, The Dumb Bunnies and Dragon, and then he really made a name for himself with Captain Underpants, you know, <laughs> a young superhero. You know, we don't really use those. They read those for pleasure on their own. And then kids are getting into STEM and mathematics and science and all. And he does a lot with robots and there's not a lot of mechanical stories for young children. And he has the Ricky Ricotta Robotics series, which many of the young boys who are going to be uh, mechanical really like. Um, He also does wonderful books with animals. Um, He has uh, Dog Breath, and you can just imagine what Dog Breath is like. You know, he has Dogzilla, and he has Cat Kong. So he's really into the superheroes like many of the kids are. And then has a very thoughtful book, you know, uh, what do cats dream about? You know, some of the things that, um, you know, really interest us. And I like some of his titles because we work on titling stories so much. And he has the terrific return of the tippy twinkle trousers <laughs> or the revolting revenge of the radioactive robo boxers. Um, or he has the adventures with Ook and Gluck. Um, you know, the play on words and, and the making of title and the phrasing and the fluency. Um, these are all things that you can really go into depth in the classroom, even at a uh, lower level. But it's Halloween coming up, and my favorite all-time Halloween book is Halloweener. <laughs> and and Halloweener is about this poor dachshund, you know, and his mother dresses him up, and she puts him in a hot dog bun. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and he is so ridiculed and so bullied by every student, and he just wants to go home and cry. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to tell you again, but he saves the day, and he scares to death all of these big, brave people people that were making fun of him. So each of the authors that I've chosen, they're funny, 
but they also have a moral. They have something to say to the students, something very positive that each student and parent who reads it can take away. So choosing authors, it is so important in a child's life. Oh, great. Well, that wraps up our podcast uh, from the Literacy Ladies. Uh, We thank you for listening, and we hope you listen in again soon.